The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman like usual. <laughs> World was like, it's free, you know. I travelled through time. Totally. Totally. That's sexually happy nights. Put you on a lazy Susan. It's a Tofop fact. The father of the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get guns. Now, this is Tofop. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, and we have a guest. Yep. We're back. Is this, I mean, this is kind of unofficially series three. I don't even know what it is now. Well, it's in the run of the show. This is where everyone loved the first two series, but we ran out of ideas. So the show started to flag. We're like, we need a big star. We need to open with a bang. Like, we need to get someone in the first episode of the new series that's going to bring in people. And oh, then, yeah, like, a, like an Ashton Kutcher or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The show needs a shot in the arm. Yeah, exactly. It needs yeah. a bit of a, yeah. We're back. Yeah. But now we've got, oh, well, essentially we need a Poochie. Yes. We've got a poochie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need a character that we can bring in and then kill at the end of the first episode because they only want to do the one. Oh, yeah. Like that that, that dude from The Shield. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched The Shield by now, people, then what are you doing? <laughs> we, all, we also have a new dog. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is a good start. <laughs> Should we introduce our guest? You introduce him. Well, I, okay, I'll introduce him. Justin Hamilton's here. Hello, Justin. I would like to think of myself as the Heather Locklear of yes, the show. Yes, Just a special guest who comes in and out, who forever. just never seems to leave. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a, a, another special for another reason. We're recording it outdoors. Which is nice. In the sun. Yeah, well, you're in the sun, Justin's in the shade. Yeah, I've been in Melbourne over winter, and I'm not really sure what that shining orb is, but it's starting to freak me out. Mm. We, you, uh, did you, were you in Melbourne for the vortex, when the vortex hit, the oh, polar yeah. vortex? Yeah, it was so. Terrible. I imagined it was like the day after tomorrow. <laughs> did you just yeah, walk yeah, out, yeah. and everything was covered in snow? Yeah, it was... Uh, it, Every it's pie like, face was covered in snow. <laughs> yeah, everything was frosted. <laughs> it was, uh, winter is coming. Oh, it's here. Like, that's what it was like. It right. was brutal. Winter is coming. Literally coming snow all over the place. <laughs> all over my face. Like so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if Lavinia Nixon went on the weather and went, it is like a bukkake scene out there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I escaped it. I went to Broome. You escaped oh, yeah. the vortex. I saw your photos from yeah. Broome. Have you guys been to Broome? Yeah. No, I've never been. Have yeah. you been? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It is so great. Do you think, because I don't know, quick history of Broome was a pearling town, right? So about 150 years ago, they had a whole bunch of people like Chinese, Malay, Japanese coming in. So you had the white people, you had the indigenous folk, and you had all these people coming in. And it was a frontier town. Yeah. Because Gemma and I, we did this tour and we watched all these like old films at the time. And it was really brutal. Like these guys would go out to see and they'd often come back like, you know, with two or three people gone. They'd be like, all right, we'll just get another one, you know, and yeah. just round someone up. <laughs> because the Japanese are really good pearl divers. So all these old photos is all, like all the streets around Broome, like, like it's literally called little, like, there's only two streets and it's called like Chinatown. Yeah. And there's all these like Japanese names everywhere on the storefront. So it's really like multicultural. Right. But, it was but they fun- also don't really know what Chinatown is. 
Because if it's all Japanese names on the... No, no, that'll but, do. But That's the gist. <laughs> Chinese and Japanese yeah. town. It's China-ish town. <laughs> yeah. What we believe a Chinese town. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's the, it's general Asian town. But they don't actually... Dark China. They don't have... But it's not, it's not like in the big cities where it's actually like they have like, you know, Asian monuments and restaurants and stuff. It's just literally because the names of names on the stores. Every store oh, okay. is like a corrugated iron roof store. But when you look at these old films, I could totally see you could set like a Deadwood-style film in Broome because it was literally all these people coming because there was pearls in their motion. Right. right. And there's like constant conflict and action and stuff. Plus, the WA uh, Film Board is giving away lots and lots of money right now. They want people to come over and film. Right. So if one of you could write me like an eight-episode series set in uh, Broome, yeah, in the style of Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. easy. I, mean, I know. I think it. we could. I mean, let's do a whole series of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you make you you remake uh, Blood Diamond, but with pearls. Yep. <laughs> like Blood Pearls. That's mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's, that's a good name. Style. Pearls are forever. James but, Bond film. Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Blood Pearls that. are for until you get caught. Hey. Uh, Broom with a view. You yeah, bring the view. Yeah. Oh, and um, you could get that awesome rock star Neil Neil Pearl. Neil Pearl. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> pearls, like, like, are pearls really valuable? I think they still are. Can someone get that? <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that on the podcast, but there was a bird chirping in the background. And it it was yelling like out it. some suggestions. <laughs> yeah. None of us know <laughs> birds. Know it by a bird. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, that what we looked at. I think what's happened is. They, there's now cultured pearls, which is where you grow the pearl. It used to be that you had to go out, you know, beat up a clam, yeah. <laughs> steal its pearl. Right. Yeah. But now they just have farms where they, because a pearl is like sand or a bit of irritation that's got into the clam, and right? And it builds up into this kind of hard. Right. Yeah. I didn't call, know that. Like not like yeah. A gel. Basically, it starts with like a it basically being an irritant. You need yeah. a little yeah. bit of dirt to make a pearl, as right. the saying Wouldn't goes. Wouldn't it be great if aliens landed and something that irritates? Like, just say like I don't know, like eczema, like yeah. aliens like that is worth a fortune. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Can we scrape it We've come face? here and we're just <laughs> taking back Carl Sanderlands. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's big and he's. I mean, that is essentially that will keep our planet in money for the next twenty years. <laughs> The mother load. The motherfucker load. Eureka, I found a sandalette. We're going in. We've been panning the universe for assholes and we've found the biggest yeah. one. How are we going to get it out of them? Oh, no, you can take him. Yeah, you know, it's yours. It's fine. You know what would happen, though, is he would get taken to their galaxy and his ratings would go up even more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, now he's an international superstar. Yeah, intergalactic superstar. He is one of those guys that the more bad things he does, the more famous and rich he becomes, isn't it? Yeah, he keeps falling upwards. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. You'd the, be getting the headlines from the Donald other... Donald Trump is falling upwards. Oh. This is amazing, right? Donald Trump. That's amazing like, is not can the it right last? word. I mean, somebody, well, tw- somebody tweeted the other day, and I can't, I'm, I'm murdering their tweet, and I don't know who it was, but it was along the lines of, this was the gist of the thing, it was like, uh, hey, uh, Donald uh, Donald Trump uh, is running for the presidential nomination. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, oh, Donald, Donald Trump's leading the Republican yeah, presidential yeah. nomination. Uh, hey, Donald Trump's the Republican nominee for president. Uh, hey, Donald Trump's president. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so true though. Like uh, we were discussing this uh, the other Man. day, where you go. I remember when it was funny that Ronald Reagan w- was running. Yeah, right. everyone was laughing about it. Ronald yeah. Reagan is going to run for president. Yeah, it can happen. Two terms later, but it's this whole thing too. Man, this- imagine if Trump, like, just imagine it, just for a second, if Donald Trump got elected president of America. Well, John Stewart might come out of retirement very quickly. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Or, or maybe it, it, that's why he retired. He's like, oh, the tsunami's coming. Yeah, this is too much. I've got to get out of this country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. man, I, I actually think it would be mildly terrifying having him in charge of a lot of important shit. Oh, mate, it'll last a week before the world blew up. 
Oh, what yeah. a week. But th- yeah. we, we're not a lot. What a week. What a week. He's whole, satire. His whole Iran, kind, you're fired. His oh. whole kind of, uh, uh, the aura he has around him is that, is that, uh, um, that Australian Paul, Pauline Hanson right. thing of I just tell it like it is oh, yeah. and his latest quote I think was there's too much political correctness yep. yeah. it's like but you understand why that exists right, right? Yes. like we are not nice to say that all Mexicans yeah. are rapists, rapists. And criminals. Yeah. yeah what about he had a crack at that Fox uh, Me- anchor woman yeah saying oh she asked me tough questions because yeah. she's got her period yeah <laughs> like well, I think he, mean, he no, just I comes straight from 1978 it's essentially like a parody though of like I'm just going to go out and do the opposite of everything you need to do it's like Sasha Baron Cohen Creating right. like an asshole privileged white man, yeah. old white man. Yeah. You go, oh yeah, this is hilarious. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the actual quote to Megan Kelly was she had blood coming out of her eyes, she had blood coming out of everywhere. <laughs> oh right. You know what? I can't believe I talked it down. So he also <laughs> I'm so, sorry. so he also doesn't understand how periods work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very confused. He watched True Blood, saw someone get sad, they cried tears of blood, he went, Holy shit, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a understand menstruation, finally. Oh man. But apparently he's a germaphobe too. That's the because there was an, one of the things that's been held against him is like he was yelling at a woman who was breastfeeding or something. But he's a germaphobe. Apparently, that's one of you. Like you know, he carries hand sanitizer and doesn't like touching people and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah I, think, I bet he does. No, I think that As actually means he doesn't United like States. touching Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think he's saying he's privileged, yeah. <laughs> not a not a germaphobe. <laughs> I mean, it is amazing, isn't it? Like, and it is. Like, I. Somebody put it the other day. I was reading an article about it. They were saying the toughest thing is for the other candidates. Now, I have little or no sympathy for them because most of them are also terrible. But, like, he said, what's it like to go into a debate when Donald Trump's one of the people? And they said, it's like being a NASCAR driver (laughs) when you know that one of the other drivers is drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the old saying? Like, never argue with an idiot. Like, it's a nightmare. I like that he said NASCAR driver instead of Formula One. Because right. Formula One's like, you know, a toss one. They're, yeah. it's like, it's not going to win your votes in the nah, yeah. land of America. No, the red, referencing yeah. Formula One, yeah. though. <laughs> NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR, mate. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Well, yeah. it's, the weird thing is that I was looking at the paper yesterday and it had all the Republican candidates and just like a, a quote, like a short quote from all of them. And the one who sounded most kind of reasonable and uh, moderate was Jeb Bush. Yeah, like, right. Did you ever think you would be like, well, geez, if it has to be anyone, then Jeb Bush would be okay? Like. Yeah. What's got another Bush back? He sounds normal and balanced compared to Ted Cruz, Donald right. Trump, and uh, that's Huckabee. Like, that's oh, one. Huckabee's of- amazing though. Huckabee's another cartoon character, right? Yeah, like he's even got the name. <laughs> like it, it, it's it's a cartoon name. The Huckabee. Yeah. 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 Hey, are you checking out the Huckabees? Huckabee Finn. Yeah, they they yeah. <laughs> Huckabee Finn. It's uh, all grown up. You know, modernise. It's a modernisation of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Huckabee Finn. <laughs> Huckabee Finn. He's a hipster rebelling against yeah, it's like his when dad. You see, it's like when you see like a, a, a shitty kind of horror movie and they have a character called like, you know, S. Aiton or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder who that's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So have you ever seen Angel Heart? Uh, you know, is that what? the one with Lisa Bernays boobs? I was going to say Mickey Rourke, but I know that. And Lemony Kravitz's cock. <laughs> oh, my God. Together again. Oh, what a beer. <laughs> uh, no, and uh, Mickey Rourke and uh, I have seen Robert him, De Niro. He's, he's the devil, right? He, yeah. I can't remember. Louis Cypher. What? That's his name in that. What is Louis, Louis Cypher. Cypher. <laughs> 
But I have to admit, because I saw it as a teenager, I went, that is amazing. There's, uh, and now I feel a bit embarrassed. A, a mate of mine, we used to, when I used to work in the video store, we would once a week rent the worst title we could find and watch uh-huh. it. And there's a film called A Letter from Death Row, which is written, directed, and starring Brett Michaels of Poison. Oh, right. And this is oh. like before Rock of Love, so like yeah. late 90s. So, and the plot of the film <laughs> is that he, he oh, he's a guy. Uh, the film starts with a woman in a house alone. So tell me one more time what it's called. Um, a Letter from Death Row. A Letter from Death Row. Uh, it's I sta- mean, this is already great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's we, You sta- know, it's Jamie Rowe's oh, heavy metal brother. <laughs> All right, so the cover of the video is okay. Brett Michaels stripped down on the waist. He's got the orange prisoner pants on in an electric chair. And it uh, has this... <laughs> what is, hang on. Wow. Uh, you know what? They are probably some of the last words I expected to start oh, that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how a letter starts. from Death Row. Yeah. Right. You know, put it on Front but, Street. Yeah. So, but, Spoilers. But you know in the old, <laughs> the old uh, VHS cover, so you've got the stars listed on the front. So yeah. it's uh, starring Brett Michaels, Martin Sheen, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, and so, hang on. So you watch the film and it's... So Brett Michaels got billing above Mike, Charlie well, Sheen? He is the primary auteur, Will. He's right. the writer, director, and star of said film. Yeah, he right. gets top billing. Well, and so, what era was this? Billing. It's like left-centered billing. Okay, that's right. the top of a video. But yeah. tell me this. Like, yeah, well, unless you're Asian, you read from the other like, direction. Yeah, so it's like, right. Charlie Sheen gets top billing. Right, but tell me this. Like, how many years after, like, say, Every Rose Has Its Lawn was, was this? So what, no, like, was this at the peak years? of it? Or no, 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 no. This no, was no. well after. This is where... Brett Michaels is obviously looking to... It's, it's in between. When we talk about the Brett Michaels eras, yeah, sure. there's the era of Poison, there's the era of Rock of Rock Life. Of Love. Yep. This is his kind of difficult... In between. His concept album. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, What yeah. was he up to before Rock of Love? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the plot is... Well, no, the film starts in a sexy woman's bedroom. Of course it right. does. And she's in her like, lingerie getting ready for bed. Yeah. Yep. Hair, makeup, done perfectly. As like all women, women like go all to women bed. Do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I bet, as all women in Brett Michaels' world do, a guy just writing what he knows. You as, know? yeah. <laughs> as she's getting ready for bed, a guy, now I can't remember how exactly that happens, but he bursts into her room and he's wearing a wolf mask. So he's oh, obviously yeah. a burglar or something. Uh-huh. And he grabs the woman and he has sex with her. So it's sensibly rape. Okay. He That's the opening scene. He's a rapist. But then okay. the sex stops, he pulls off the mask, mask. and it's hot Brett Michaels. Right. And they're role playing. Ah. Okay. But. She's break. a married woman. Oh, hang on. And the <sighs> husband's coming home. So Brett jumps, does his own stunts, by the way. Jumps really? off the balcony. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Into a swimming pool. Does his own stunts. Yeah. 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 Like Bruce Willis in Written, the 80s. directed, produced, own stunts. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Michaels. Jumps into a swimming pool, gets away. But the guy, the husband, when he comes home, is so mad that he murders his wife. Hang on, why is he mad, though? Because Brett Michaels is fucking his woman. Yeah, but how does he know that? Because he gets home and, you know, he knows something's up. I yeah, don't know. So I can't maybe the, exactly maybe, tells okay. Just maybe take, the wolf's it, take my word for it. Oh, no, this is what happened. But he comes home and he murders the wife uh-huh, right. and he frames Brett Michaels. Oh, oh shit, oh, really? Yeah, okay. the wolf mask. Right. That's, that is smart, though. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Brett goes to jail. So you know oh, what? Yeah. It's making more sense than True Detective Season 2. <laughs> yeah, heaps more. Yeah. There's a bit of symbolism. So that it, wolf mask, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Let's write a blog. <laughs> so he gets to jail, and now I get sketchy about what happens here, but he meets a, a strange man. Like, he gets visited while he's in jail by Martin Sheen. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Oh, so in, the, in between this, Charlie Sheen... Uh, makes an appearance right. for he was in- two seconds. Because right. he was oh, actually right. in prison at the time. <laughs> right. It was, it was by accident. His- the camera wasn't yep. meant to pan to the left and then quickly gets, pull it back. Remember, Charlie Sheen gets third billing on this film. When yep. you get the video cover, it says, and Charlie Sheen. Right. Yeah. 
His role is when Brett Michaels gets caught by the police, a cop car pulls up, Charlie Sheen steps out with a gun and says, freeze! That's the only thing he does in the entire movie. Right. Right. Okay. Um, why? Well, he's obviously made to Brett Like yeah, I said, but, but, the but late no, no, 90s, no, no. But Brett what does that mean? They're probably doing a lot of the same drugs and a lot of the same right. hookers. But I'm just trying to work out how the scene fits in. Is it, who's he aiming the gun at? So Brett Michaels is escaping from yeah. the police because the guy... Oh, he's that, a cop. Yes, Charlie Sheen. Right, sorry. Squad I thought he was jumping out as Charlie Sheen. Like, no, he was no, actually no. doing a cameo <laughs> as Charlie Sheen. Yes, Justin. He wasn't playing himself. Well, who knows for Charlie Sheen? Yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> and this, It'd be great if Martin Sheen was a character in the movie, but Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen appeared as himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, in a world where Charlie Sheen exists, Martin Sheen must exist. And doesn't anyone say when this guy turns up, fuck, you look like Martin Sheen. Well, if they shot it in and around LA in the late 90s, chances are you probably would have found Charlie Sheen <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Right. Well, he was stumbling like, through like someone's front lawn. I think those guys were looking for an opportunity to work together. Yeah, of course. Plus, I just you know Martin Sheen couldn't squeeze Charlie into the West Wing. <laughs> so did his in best. the fifteen seasons that they did of that show. Oh man. So, By the way, just on that, well, no. just on a side note because I know we'll get back to this. Did you see that Robert Downey Jr. is for the third year in a row the highest paid yeah. uh, movie star in the entire yes. world? Yeah, well yes. played his wife. Like making like $160 million yeah. a year much. or something. Yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. And uh, because he has like that big cut of yeah, his wife money. Is, yeah, his wife made that deal. Where, oh, really? And that's why, that's one of the reasons that there's taught that they're not making another Iron Man film to keep costs down. But then Danny Jr. just says, yeah, you know what? I'll just, I'll just be in cap. Right. I'll just be in it. How's about that with my deal? And you'll make a lot of money. And guess what I'll do? I'll make a lot of money because I'm Robert Downey Jr. But isn't it great that that, like 10, 15 (laughs) years ago, he was just rocking up on strangers' couches and like the most like drugged out person in the world. And now he's like, you know. Making a comeback through Elton John songs and uh, Ally McBeal. Yeah. Crazy. But you know who the second biggest comeback that is awesome in a sort of different sense? Ben Affleck. Like Ben Affleck's career and what he's, he was a joke on South Park for two episodes, two uh-huh, different episodes. Right. <laughs> like he was when you did, like uh, Team America, that's right. meant to be Ben Affleck. Yeah. Now he's like an Oscar winning director. Yeah. Who's Batman? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like that is a But comeback. I feel like he'll be a terrible Batman and then he'll be, you know, not, not back again for a while. Well, right. they reckon he's now these marriages, the, solo, the solo one. Yeah. Well, that might be all right because he's going to write and work on that he's right? working with uh, yeah. the comic book writer Jeff Johns as well who's yeah, one of yeah. The wasn't Jeff Johns also involved in Green Lantern the movie yeah I don't think it's necessarily something to cheer about yeah I don't know that, like Jeff Johns that, writes that good trailer, comics but uh, that trailer I didn't I don't know oh we'll love well, well, yeah, we'll 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 Ben we, yeah. we talk <laughs> are we, we going to have old ground? No, well, well we, we talked about it recently, but we watched it, and uh, Justin... No, you loved it, didn't you? I, I, I wouldn't say I loved it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I also enjoyed it a lot more. I'd enjoyed it first, but sitting next to Will, and we didn't say anything to each other, but I knew he was hating it, and I was enjoying it <laughs> yeah, even more. Right. Oh, it just looks terrible. From start to fucking finish, um, that trailer looks terrible. I don't know it looks terrible. I, I don't think... It, the weird thing is, I think the trailer looks great, but... I have seen lots of Zack Snyder trailers that look great and I just feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sort of on the fence. You I, want it to be good though. I want though. it to be good. Yeah. And I actually think that Ben Affleck being involved might 
because he wouldn't. I doubt that he was just turning up and putting on a bat suit. I, oh I no! Well, they brought Warner in, Brothers brought him in. To, well, they brought in the writer from Argo to yes, do a exactly, once that's over what I'm saying. Of the and I don't. And I, I, don't th- I, I would imagine that Ben Affleck would have been sitting with Zach. Be Snyder great if that man was just like Argo. Fuck yourself! <laughs> oh my <laughs> hey, god! What? They're just using bits of Argo. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Cut and paste, mate. <laughs> All right, so get me back to Brett Michaels then. All right, so the point of the story was while he's in prison, yep. he meets a strange individual. An old man comes visit him, Martin Sheen. Yep. Charlie Sheen's done his scene. Uh, now, when Martin Sheen is a vision or a well, real person? Well, here is the thing. This comes back to our earlier conversation. His name is Lucifer T. Powers. Okay. <laughs> and he comes and visits I Brett. feel like the T Powers isn't even necessary because <laughs> yeah. his first name is Lucifer <laughs> yeah, that's, we get it well, yeah, that's the know. bit where they think they're going to dazzle you T no, Powers no, no, maybe no, it's no, not look, Lucifer you, look it's not well it's not certain that it's that guy okay. all this guy does is come and visits Brett Michaels in prison and right. offers him some kind of deal uh-huh. which could get him out of his situation but there would be a price to pay later on okay right so the name is correct <laughs> It's right on the money, actually. <laughs> There's the T Powers that I still feel is too big show busy. Yeah. Like, it's like Lucifer T Powers. Like, well, you know what he was doing. Yeah, no, he's yeah, trying yeah. to stand yeah. out from the other Lucifers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sick and tired. The other Lucifer keeps getting my gig. Oh, you know oh, what? It's like when you meet someone called Elvis. And like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm oh, no, Elvis. you know what it's like? It was probably more like when you try to get like a you know, a Twitter handle or like an email name. Yeah. And all the other movies had used like Lucy E. Fur and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Lucifer69 at yahoo.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever uh, created an email like name that you regret? Because I have one. Oh, uh, like, a, like what do you mean? Like when, when you first signed up for an email account, say late right. 90s, early uh-huh. 2000s, and you're like, well, I'm not going to use this that much. Well, and how much is email going to catch on? And- yeah. yeah. And so you come up with like a goofy. A funny name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do That's what everybody did, right? Yeah. Though, well, I guess the Wilrus. There's, yeah. um, well, that is like still my. Uh, I know. I'm still on Yahoo because <laughs> I got on board and haven't jumped off. Yeah. But yeah, the Wilrus because that was like my first. Well, my show in 1998 was called "I Am the Wilrus," and yeah. I was setting up my email account at the exact same time. So it's the Wilrus. At yeah. Yahoo.com. I have a Hotmail account from 1999 that I still use, and my it's Chuck Hole Fever. <laughs> 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 Chuck hole fever. Uh, uh, Mate, I can't come out tonight. I got the chuck hole fever. Oh, mate. My my chuck hole is... Oh, yeah. It's got the fever, mate. Oh, my God. Like, I put in a thermometer in my chuck hole. Do you want to know where I derived chuck hole fever? I do. What's it called when, like, a linguist, like, analyzes the origin of a word? Is that... Uh, Yep, that's uh, a thing. Entomology. Entomology? Epistemology. Entomology. Well, whatever what is it's it? called, we'll do it. So, <laughs> everyone yeah, listening I remember to this when email someone. first came no, in. We're idiots. Uh-huh. Take yourselves back to like 1998, I think is what it is. The year is 1998. What's, yeah. what's top of the charts? Though? Top of the charts. Limp Biscuit would be, right? Limp Biscuit. I reckon, uh, I reckon Prince's 1999 would be making a comeback. Limp, Limp Biscuit are doing it all for the Nookie. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, Nookie. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon they're, they're definitely for the look around with Tom Cruise. 1998. Anyway, so my mate tells me he's got an email account. And he's called it Bikini Hoedown. <laughs> Bikini Hoedown. Yeah. That's great. And uh, at, whatever, at whatever, at yahoo.com, because no one uses Yahoo anymore. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was so funny that I was like, oh, well, I want to like, I want to have a website called like, you know, Dance Fever or something Fever, like, you know, Bikini Hoedown. It's just a funny thing. Yeah. Tell me the year again. I want to find out what was top of the charts. 1998. 1998. 
And uh, my mates at the time were calling me Chuckle. I don't know who started it, but I've got a group of friends in Melbourne who just call me Chuckle. <laughs> so uh, I was like, Michael Chamberlain. What? No, not Michael. That wasn't Chamberlain. Chamber? No, no, oh. no, no. Uh, Brett Tucker and uh, Vaughan, those guys from yeah. Melbourne. Oh, right, right. And so well, I, people call Brett Tucker Bunge. Yeah. So I guess he was probably looking for everybody else to have a terrible nickname <laughs> as well. <laughs> Bunge is a good nickname. You know, like Bunge. I oh, know. I like saying it because I'm his friend, and I like calling him Bunge. But the minute you say, "Oh, Bunge was here," to anyone who doesn't oh, know yeah, Bunge, it's, a good point. it's one of those ones where people are like Bunge. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I was at uh, Ditch Davies fortieth. Uh, Ditch as in home. Yeah, yeah. And I saw his little uh, <laughs> comeback to you on Facebook because for. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, my uh, mate from Blue Hill is Ditch Davey. We were at a party, was it? Or he was uh, pulling a cab? We had, uh, it had been a very big Long night. night. Yes. It was a Sunday morning. That's right. And it was like one of those parties where it's like, it was probably 11.30 Sunday morning. So it's nearly midday. And the party, it's really the people who are like, we know this is over, but like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. It's basically like, you know, mainstream media. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was over, but we're just hanging around because, yeah. the, you know, like the party was fun while it was there. So yeah. eventually there's only a few of us left and Ditch has the call. A cab, and you know when you hear one of those things. Ditch's that, real name is Christian, yeah, Christian Davy, but his uh, I think his little brother called him Ditch. Yeah, when he was really, really young, and right? it just stuck. Yeah. So yeah. he uses it professionally, Ditch Davy. Yeah, makes him is sound that, like a Superman. I'm character. saying his name's Christian Davy. Is that right? I don't know. I call him Ditch. I don't know. He's always. Oh, I've only known him as Ditch. Yeah. Let's let's say it is Christian. Yeah. Okay. It what was like when, no, on your, what was, <laughs> when, when, Sam Kavanagh, when Sam Kavanagh was, was on, on your podcast. Yeah, and Jules Lund didn't know what he's, how to pronounce Jules his Jules Lund, who's been his friend for, Kavana. like 20 years, yeah. did not know how to pronounce his best, yeah. because everyone calls him Sam Cav. Yeah. And he goes, Sam Kavana. I'm like, is that how you say it? Because <laughs> oh, right. I've been saying Kavanagh for all these years. But no, 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 we're right. He's yeah. really, really close friend is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just call it, let's stick with Ditch. Yeah, His so, name's Ditch. So Ditch is having one of those conversations that clearly Ditch has had before, but we're hearing for the first time. So right. he's talking to the person on the phone, and he's like, Ditch. And you can he's tell book, that... He's trying to book a cat, yeah, so he's giving them so the name. So he's giving the name, and he's like, Ditch. And there's this sort of weird, something happens on the other end that's like weird, and he goes, no, I didn't say that, Ditch. Ditch, as in hole. <laughs> and he says it with this like resignation in his voice. It was I've perfect. done this yeah. a million times. So many times. Will and times. I fell backwards off our chairs. Yeah. Could we not laugh more. To the point that if we ever if Ditch ever comes up in conversation, you will say, Hey, uh, I spoke to Ditch. As in whole. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's like it's now like just a complete Pavlovian response. I hear Ditch as in whole. It's so perfect. But anyway. But now after now he like in response when I say, you know, happy birthday, Ditch as in whole or whatever, like the other day he'll respond, uh, thank you, Will, as in legally binding document that divides your assets after death. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good comeback. Uh, all right, top of the charts. Uh <laughs> If, okay, uh, it was a song. The number. Oh, well, let's guess. Yeah, okay. This is the Aria charts. Okay, okay. okay. So this was in Australia, end of the year 1998. The biggest songs, right? The number one song was by somebody who is not an Australian, but has become a part of the Australian. Like we were considering one of our adopted <coughs> men since then. Is it a Madden? It, you're very, very close, Shit. but you're not right. Uh, I reckon I'm way off. Then I was going to say. Ben <coughs> Ryan Keating. Oh, you're so close, but God you're not it. right. 
Oh. You're missing one very, very obvious person. I will give you a second clue. There was a major sporting event that year, and this was the theme song from that sporting oh, event. Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin, The Cup of Life, Ole, Ole, yeah. Ole. Oh, wow. Was yeah. That was the biggest song in Australia. Biggest song in Australia in the year uh, yeah. 1998. How did it go? <laughs> uh, well... Uh, <laughs> the cup, here we go. Ole, ole, ole. The cup of life. And five years I'd be gay. He wasn't out by then, was he? No. <laughs> no. Imagine if he did. I was, that, was like, gay. that was the hidden track. It's like yeah. you play that backwards. Yeah. So you're right, you're right, you're right. I will be gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That was the biggest song. Uh, the second biggest song was by one of my favorite bands in the entire world when I was a teenager. Limp Bizkit. It was a remix of one of their songs. It was a versus. It was in the era of okay. where you would have one band versus like yeah, a right. Oh, so it's uh, Oasis or Blur? No, Blur. no, no. I think even younger oh, than DJ. that. Oh. Uh, Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. Oh, shit, sorry. I thought you meant it's as like actual that. bands who had a rivalry. That's no, what I no, said. No, 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 no. Okay, a third song. This one gets played about every hour on Triple M still. Uh, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that song's done well biggest. for them. Yeah. Uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Oh. oh, man. That film, Armageddon. Yeah. I, which I have a joke about in my show. I do a bit about laying awake to watch uh, Doctor Who sleep, and I reference a song from 1998. <laughs> Still gets a decent laugh, though. Yeah. <laughs> Armageddon <laughs> contains the, one of the greatest, like, pumped up. Michael Bay era action films lines when Ben Affleck makes it back to Earth and is reunited with Liv Tyler. Yeah. And William Fitchner, who had been the bad guy yep. for most of the film, he'd come to sort of respect Bruce Willis by the end, but then Bruce gives his life to save them. And so as Ben Affleck's reunited with Liv Tyler and they're kissing, there's an American flag billowing in the background. Of course. William Fitchner walks up and uh, introduces himself. You know, I'm Captain So-and-So. And then he says to her, I just want to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest son of a bitch I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. And it's like, I stand by that fucking line. That yeah. film, and say he, what you will, Yeah, awesome. And he, and he delivers it so well. Line. Like, he nails that line, too. Yeah. Um, uh, we need to have a little pause here just for a second, and uh, we will come back after a break. And we're back. Okay, so we decided we should uh, rely on old TOEFOP trope. Right, Wikipedia. And go to Wikipedia. Just to um, fill in the gaps for a letter from But you've updated Tho. the way you do it, because before you used to go off to the computer, and now you're just doing it on your phone. Yeah, but I, I'm hoping in post-production it'll have the same theatre of the mind. Will, you'll throw in some elevated music? Yeah, there'll and... be some elevated music, but here's my favourite thing is, like, <laughs> this is there's, a place, there's a plane over, overhead at the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I've been away for, like, 45 minutes, and you had time <laughs> to look this up, but you didn't look it up in that time, yeah. so you, you're just looking it up on air now that we're back on air. Yeah, so yeah. for the audience, it's like no time has passed at all. <laughs> right. It was a creative choice, Will. Yeah. Okay, cool. Went okay. Through, so, A Letter from Death Row. Yeah. A Letter from Death Row is a 1998 psychological... So I got the year right. Did I yeah. say 98? 98. Yeah. That was a total guess. Right. right. I nailed it. Do you know what the number one song in 1998 was? The Cup of Life by Ricky Martin. How do you know that? I don't know. I just know things. Right. <laughs> oh, hang on. Here's a, here's a clarification. Okay, all right. It was directed by Brett Michaels yeah. with Marvin Baker. 
Oh, oh Marvin yeah, right. Baker. Marvin Baker. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, Brett Michaels versus Marvin Baker. Now, I know Marvin next. Baker is no one of note because there's no hyperlink on his name. Oh, he doesn't have his own Wikipedia? No, no and hyperlink. And his mate, Mark, so I think that was his drug dealer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think he had to have an excuse to have yeah. Martin on set at yeah. all times. Yeah. The code word was, I'm starving, Marvin. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that all still up. Is Martin Baker here? Yes. He might have sense. come in with his girlfriend, Lucy E. Fur. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't hang out with her. It clarifies here that Brett Michaels is the lead singer of the hard rock band Poison. Ooh. Hard rock. Wikipedia. They didn't make it to metal. Yeah. They weren't even hard rock, were they? Well, Poison? A skid row like metal. Pop rock. Skid row a metal. Yeah. But Poison are kind of a version of skid row, right? They're like the knockoff. Like they're the monkeys Skid to Row. Skid Row's Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, so I mean they're pretty pop though, weren't they? Poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were. Every approach. Oh, they have a metal anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal like Kiss a heavy metal. Yes, but you, say, you don't say Kiss a heavy metal. You say they're glam metal. Mm. Oh, maybe yeah. they are glam. metal. You know what? Hair band. Perfect. Yeah, they're a hair band. They were hair metal. Definitely. Yeah. They were. Maybe they were hair metal. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give them. I'll give them hair metal, but not metal. Okay. Yeah. Hair metal. Yeah. Right. I agree. I'm happy for them to yeah. be it's a hair caveat. metal band. It's yeah. metal with yeah. a caveat. Yeah. We got in more on the hair. They're heavier on the hair than the metal, <laughs> yeah. but they have enough combined hair and metal to be hair metal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You can bring heaps of metal to the table and not much hair. Right. They're about quarter metal. Right. So Brett, who <laughs> like Will spells Will with one L, Brett spells Brett with one T. Yeah. Right. Point. You guys. You got so much in common, you two. Yeah. <laughs> you are the Brett Michaels of Australian comedy. Well, yeah. Well, you can't write, direct, and star in your own <laughs> yeah. film if you're so busy writing that extra yeah. time. Your hair comedy. Yeah. Right. Uh, hair comedy. That's right. <laughs> uh, so Wikipedia confirms that he also wrote wrote the film and starred in it. So he okay. wrote, directed, and starred in it. Yep. And um, stunt work. <laughs> it was released. <laughs> it was released by a company called Sheen Michaels Entertainment. No. Who are currently listed on the NASDAQ as being worth $2.5 billion. <laughs> I knew a collaboration <laughs> between Brett Michaels and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, my Is God. Is it She Michaels? No, Sheen Okay. I, I thought maybe they were like, The most know. unimaginative, like, yeah. hey, let's put a, let's make a production company, Anderson Clawson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Put a bit of fucking thought into it. I suppose yeah, you know, the, the conversation, like, you just, you, you, you know, you just can't, Charlie Sheen would have said to Brett, he said, hey, we should uh, use our names. And he goes, oh, yeah, Brett Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking the last names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if the film was released by Sheen Michaels Entertainment, a company, surprisingly, that's my own edition, created by Brett Michaels and actor Charlie Sheen. Okay. Oh, right, okay. And what, what other... For future Sheen Michaels, what, just, other, what other like, ones are on the slate? Unfortunately, just like Marvin Baker, there's no hyperlink. <laughs> what for Brett Sheen Michaels, uh, Sheen Michaels Entertainment? Wow. So I think this hey, is we could get that name. Movie, yeah. We could probably get that name. We could probably own Sheen Michaels Entertainment. Fuck. Now. We should do a, a movie podcast and call it Sheen Michaels Entertainment, <laughs> <laughs> and only review films starring either Charlie Sheen or Brett Michaels. <laughs> It's going to be a disproportionate Look, amount right there. Much like the hair metal, we're going to be heavier on the sheen than the mic. Yeah, hair pod. Uh, the film was produced by Shane Stanley, who has a hyperlink. Oh, yeah. Okay. Should we check out who Shane yeah, Stanley is? I want to know what he's been up to. Do you think he's related to Paul Stanley? Paul Stanley, Stanley from oh, I hope so. Keeping it in the hair metal. Yeah, yeah. Remember? That would be the best. Oh, it's the hair metal mafia, mate. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, you know the oh, hair metal mafia. Okay. Hang on, wait yep. a minute. Your Wi-Fi doesn't reach your backyard. Hang on. Yes, of course it does. I've well, had no. it reaches the backyard. Yeah. Better and than we have it a Wi-Fi extender. 
Well, it's like extending uh, the Wi-Fi. I was connected to your Wi-Fi, again. but now I've been disconnected <laughs> and my 3G ain't working. Let's skip over Shane Stanley. Okay, all right. The film was produced by Shane Stanley and also stars Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen, and Christy Gibson. No hyperlink. Mm, okay. Who was Michael's girlfriend at the time? <laughs> yeah, bingo. All right. That awesome. is a burn. Yeah. That's a burn. Do you want some quick facts? Yeah, yeah. I don't want any facts. I want to know more. Okay. <laughs> so they've got a photo of the cover, which, as oh, okay, I described, is him in an electric chair. Okay, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna describe it. Uh, base Charlie described it before, but you have an amazing memory for this shit, because yeah, letter from death row. It is Brett Michaels sitting in an electric chair, shirtless, sporting one of the best like six packs I have ever seen in my entire life. I'll tell you what, like that crazy. looks like the lighting on, has been specifically set up. I mean, to show off his abs. I mean, was it before Photoshop? 98. 98. How long have people been using Photoshop Well, people for? were like, I mean, the, the, people said a JFK Photoshop. But we don't have a lot of money so. for the film, because we spent most of it on Photoshopping my abs on the front cover. It looks like a pale beetle's crawled up on his chest. Okay, so you've got Brett Michaels with his abs in the electric chair. And then, uh, yeah, Brett Michaels in big letters up the top. And then... Martin Sheen. Yeah, and what's the tagline? And Charlie line? Sheen doesn't even get a, like, no, a credit I, It on must the... be on the back cover. There was Charlie Sheen, front right. of Charlie Sheen as the cop. And the tagline is? Oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. There is no lie more terrifying than the truth. Is that an Andrew Bolt headline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no lie more terrifying than the truth. Okay. That makes no sense at all, Brett No, Michaels. that's just a bunch of words <laughs> that come that from is a similar oxymoron. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. There is no, no lie, lie more terrifying. More terrifying. Okay. Give me no. There must be a lie more terrifying than the truth. All right. Yeah. So just like say something lie. happens. Yeah. Like what? Oh, your grandma's you know, dead. Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the truth is she's alive. Yeah, that's, uh, the lie is definitely more lie, terrifying. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. more terrifying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking idiot yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's aliens. There's aliens invading. They've just they're just over the Harbour Bridge right now. Really? No, oh. I'm just hanging out with two friends in someone's backyard. Oh, oh that yeah. lie was much more terrifying. Than the oh, truth. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So the film made 1998. <laughs> directed. <laughs> clear that up. <laughs> directed by Marvin Baker and Brett Michaels. Written by Brett Michaels. Starring Brett Michaels, Martin Sheen. Charlie Sheen gets third billing, even over his girlfriend. Uh, even we, over Brett Michaels' girlfriend, who doesn't yeah, have whose name we've forgotten. Hey, Christy Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's LA, I'm imagining where they made this. It's Christy with an I. Oh, nice. Yeah. Christy yeah, yeah, Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson's daughter. Yeah. Right. Little known fact. <laughs> yep. Not true. Not true at all. Uh, okay, so I've hidden the quick facts. There is one quick fact, so they should oh, really okay. just say quick awesome. fact. The prison scenes were filmed on location in Tennessee State, State Prison with real inmates used as extras. Oh, That's the best. My God. We should watch this. Now, I don't know if you, have you ever looked up a film on Wikipedia. Yeah. And the plot summary is normally quite long, like it's yeah. quite detailed. Extensive. Yeah. This is one paragraph. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's not really a plot summary, it's the gist. Yeah. yeah. Or it may be the entire plot summary. It's just a guy shrugging. A mild overview. <laughs> okay. Plot summary. And I get the feeling this may have been written by Brett Michaels. Michaels or uh, all, all of the Wikipedia entries of anything under a Spielberg film are written by somebody involved in the film. Yeah, yeah it's true. Right. A psychological thriller that takes you through the mind of a convicted killer, Michael Rain, and his experiences. Also, by the way, how do you spell Rain? R-A-I-N-E. There's an E on the end. Oh, okay. As in Rain and Horn. Okay, all right. So, um, But I also like, like that he's like, 
My name's Brett Michaels, and my character's name is Michael. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Anderson. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> You're not stretching enough, Will. <laughs> Maybe he had a completely different name. I forgot to... Justin Hamilton. Hamilton Clark? Uh, <laughs> Justin Harrington. That would be... Hamilton would be a good first name. For yeah, but what? Is Hamilton there a famous character with Hamilton as a first name? Hamilton. Hamilton. I'll throw that one out there again. Hamilton Ford. Who's that? Hamilton Ford. Hamilton I'm like... Ford. Uh, I'm, I'm in all the sequels to Harrison Ford movies you didn't want. <laughs> Witness too, back to the Amish. Yeah. I guarantee there's no one with the first name Clausen or Clausen. Maybe in Denmark there could be. I'll take that You back. could be Clausen Clausen. <laughs> <laughs> this is my associate, Clausen Clausen. He's a, a bumbling detective. <laughs> He's got a mustache. Without a doubt. Many. <laughs> a psychological thriller that takes you to the mind of uh, convicted killer Michael Rain and his experiences on death row. Was he guilty of killing his girlfriend? Or was he a victim of a conspiracy to frame him for a crime he didn't commit? commit. So that was right. Right. Part of the story was right. Right. So it's like The Fugitive. Yeah. Or Shawshank. Yep. Yep. Like all of them. Yep. But not. But with Brett Michaels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With one big detriment. (laughs) Hey, Reid Parker, if you're listening, better with Brett Michaels. (laughs) You got your second tumbler. (laughs) Reid will be all over that. He will nail that. I actually really want to see better with Brett Michaels. Oh, I would actually like to see uh, Batman as Brett Michaels in all the Brett Michaels scenes. <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> better with Batman. <laughs> better with Batman. <laughs> Batman begins. Have you ever seen? And I mean, you shouldn't laugh at other people's misfortune hey, and injuries, why? but I don't understand um, what you're saying. Uh, Brett Michaels was singing at the Tonys. Have one. you seen that, like gymnast who, like. Like he's springing on that board and it breaks and he flies into the judges. That's, I mean, come on. Yeah. That one seems fake, right? He goes so far. The thing broke. Yeah. Is that what happened? The thing broke. They broke the thing. There's a Brett Michaels one where he's singing at the Tonys. I think it's for like Rock of Ages or some musical. Of course. And he's singing like, don't want nothing but a good time. And as it gets to the end of the song... You know, and <laughs> don't get better than this. And Brett turns to walk back towards <laughs> the band, no. and this fly comes dropping in from the ceiling, and he doesn't quite make it past in time, and it literally lands on top of his head. Oh man! Like we can pause the podcast and look at the video because it is pretty. <laughs> Oh well, but he was really badly injured by that. Like he was in hospital and stuff. Oh no! Right. And do you think anyone involved in the production was like, "Oh well, every rose has its thorn," right, Brett? Come on, <laughs> was, you got to laugh, buddy. It, it was the joke going around Come behind on. his back. <laughs> when do you think it'll be okay to make it? <laughs> okay, so was he Man, framed for rough. a crime he didn't yep. commit? As the story unfolds, Jessica Foster, an assistant to the governor of Tennessee, begins to interview Rain while on death row. Oh, okay claiming that she's writing a book about the inmates. Now, I don't remember the character of Jessica Foster, also with no hyperlink. Or maybe, do you reckon Jessica... I think it's the girlfriend he murdered. No, no, because he's murdered the girlfriend, now he's been interviewed by someone while he's in prison. Right. Two women. But isn't the girlfriend, his real-life girlfriend, did she play his actual murdered girlfriend, or did she play the interviewer? I reckon... We'd have to get maybe get someone to dig a bit deeper. I reckon his girlfriend played the one who's murdered at the start because she was a sexy chick. Right. And I imagine that Brett Michaels would date a sexy chick over her like an actress. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, I just reckon that like, is He literally fact. probably pulled the girl, for, like the, his girlfriend, from the audience of his show. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You. <laughs> yeah. Gave her a laminate. Yep. The You're one with the, the eye girl. that ends her name. 
As the story unfolds, Jessica Foster, an assistant to the Governor of Tennessee, begins to interview Rain while on death row. When did they start testing aircraft engines next to your house? Uh, we are sometimes under a flight path because, okay. I don't know, we're near the harbour. I flew over your place today on the way back from Brisbane. Yeah, so I actually, you were making that noise, so uh, don't you fucking blame other people. Yeah, good point, I'm sorry. Plus there's some police rescue shit going on at the Gap, I saw um, when I was driving back. I oh, know, really? It's never good. I, I, I live by uh, like the, you know, these giant cliffs, basically, out onto the ocean, and uh, it's a popular suicide spot, but it's also um, just like people fishing and stuff like that can get and I think there was just a lot of tourists around today and I said every time you see the police rescue people rushing yeah. towards those cliffs you're like ah do you ever see Gary Sweet yeah 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 mostly they're rescuing Gary Sweet though that's the thing <laughs> yeah. he's it's normally Sunday morning again. <laughs> he's he's still waiting for them to yell cut <laughs> okay so uh, she interviews Rain while on death row claiming she's writing a book about the inmates okay through various circumstances Rain puts two and two together and builds a case that he believes can prove his innocence, dot, 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 or does he? Ms. Foster is the only one on the outside who can give Rain a voice, but is she working for those who framed him? As the time draws near to the date of his execution, in his most desperate hour, Rain finds the missing pieces to the puzzle to prove his innocence, but is it too late? Was this story told from Rain's point of view, or from the... Or from the book writers, or from yours, the viewer, you decide. I'm sorry, you may have seen a puzzled look on my face, but that's. I was just getting reading that verbatim. That does not explain anything. Do you remember? How Hang on, let me just read that again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she's interviewing him on the on the yeah. guise of writing a story about inmates. Absolutely. Through various circumstances, Rain puts two and two together and builds the case that he believes can prove his innocence. Or does he? Or does he? What is? Hang on. So what they're saying so is, is he, or, he, is what so, they're saying is that he. It appears that maybe he can work out his case, but maybe he's being manipulative. Well, uh, yeah. She's working because for the guy yeah, framed. We she's don't know sure. if she's on his side and interviewing him right. okay. or working for the people who actually right. framed, framed him. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. But it's just word and incredibly difficult. Like, yeah, that was okay. a yeah, that's right. So Ms. Foster is the only one on the outside who can give Rain a voice, but is she working for those who framed him? As, right. tri- as time draws near to the date of his execution, uh-huh. in his most desperate hour, Rain finds the missing pieces to the puzzle to prove his innocence. Yes. But is it too late? Is it? So too late to being executed. Like yeah. he's obviously under threat. I mean, that's right. Well, too late. To Was this story told from Rain's point of view? Was it, or from the book writers, or from yours, the viewer? You decide. So yeah. what you, does that? That, that so is not maybe a it, summation of the plot. Maybe that's it, a sales maybe it, pitch. So maybe it ends and she's written a book, and then it, you don't know if she's just telling the story right. of the book that she wrote Absolutely. or if it's actually the story oh, that he yes. told and so therefore it's up to you. So when they yes. say you decide, you took it literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I certainly did and unlocked the key to understanding mildly yeah, what's going that, on. That, that wasn't a description, that was a plea. Yeah. Whoa. Please decide. Yeah. Okay, none of us can understand what happened. Now, we don't know how this finishes. There's nothing here that suggests Lucifer T. Powers. Like I mean, the, the uh, so the thing. main person that you remember from yeah, this. But mate, can you pull out your a second of okay, iPhone? Right, can you just go. Google, go, go to this I- is now what we're doing. Go to, <laughs> go, no, got, I can keep talking while you're searching. Good, okay. Go to go to IMDb and, and look up a letter from death row and see if the character is called Lucifer T. Powers. Okay, and then I will we'll, do that. And then this whole whole horrible exercise will be done. I'll look up Lucifer T. Powers. Yes. No, you have, guys have to talk while I concentrate on doing okay. this. Here's another fact that may surprise you about a letter from death row. The sound track was also recorded by Brett Michaels. <laughs> right. That's funny. I mean, this is a big film for him, though. Like, he has written, directed, acted in it, and done the soundtrack. Uh, 
The soundtrack uh, was released the same year as the film. Max T. Barnes worked as an engineer on the project. I'm assuming he's someone we should know. He has a hyperlink, but I can't hit it because I don't have internet connection. Have you ever heard of Max T. Barnes? No. Is he a producer of Note? All right, here we uh, go. I don't know. No, but right. it sounds like a kind of name that's just a really... Is Martin Sheen called Lucifer T. Powers? I'm going to... Uh, I am now on the IMDb page. Uh here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna just recap because like their summary might help us with you okay, know yeah, your good, summary. Good idea. This so, is what we call cross referencing. Cross referencing. This right. is what uh, Andrew review. Bolt, Andrew uh, Bolt yeah, never does. does. Never does. <laughs> <laughs> he just finds a thing that agrees with him and uh, quotes it. No, yeah. this is actually what he does often, which is like find two random sources on the internet that confirms his opinion <laughs> and then writes about it. A psychological thriller. So both of them agree it's a psychological thriller that takes you through the mind of convicted killer Michael Rain and his experience on death row okay cool was he guilty of killing his girlfriend or was he a victim of a conspiracy this sounds like exactly word for word the wikipedia summary as the story unfolds jessica foster an assistant to the governor of tennessee this sounds exactly Uh, you know keep reading i'll see if i can get that with you begins (laughs) to interview rain while on death row you read it too hang on sorry uh i I have to find you are the worst claiming that That she's writing a book book about the inmates inmates. through Through various circumstances circumstances, that no keep going builds a case that he believes can prove his innocence or does he (laughs) miss foster Sorry, I felt like we were playing one of those theater sports games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One word at a time. One word at a time. Go. You go. You start. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. From Ms. Ms. Foster is the only one on the outside. Who can give rain? Uh, this is boring. <laughs> Sorry. This is giving me a terrible flashback to the comedy clubs of 1996. <laughs> is there, are there any alternate synopses? Okay, no, hang on. We'll... So, obviously, Brett Michaels' assistant was had a busy night on the internet one night. Yeah. yeah. Submitting By the synopses. way, there is an add a new plot you know, link, so we could actually do that if we find oh. out more information later. If someone listening wants to add, add a new their... plot. <laughs> Based right. on Topop. Yeah. As long as we get credited. Oh, so I found the cover that <laughs> yeah. you would have seen? Yep. There you go. That's here on the IMDb. So let's have a look at that first. It's more a blue cover, and uh, yes, uh, so probably got- for the Blu-ray reissue. <laughs> so oh yeah, got- the Criterion Collection. The letter from Death Row was no good. Oh. On that one, you've got Bad Brett transfer. Michaels, <laughs> Martin Sheen, Christy Gibson gets on the poster. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, once they had a Black Widow. That yeah. was why they stood together. Charlie Sheen. And then, uh, yeah, so the rest of it's pretty much similar to the one that we've seen. Okay, that's that. A letter from Death Row. Uh, let's have a look here. Full cast. That's what we want, right? Yep. Full cast. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Brett Michaels played Michael Rain. Yep. Martin Sheen yes, here we go. This played is Michael's father. Damn it! Did you get oh, Lucifer T. Powers? No, okay. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. There was a person called Drew Bow. Who was in the movie? Drew Bow, who played the character Lucifer T. Oh, I got confused. Martin Sheen played the guy who framed him and who? (laughs) 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 That other guy who doesn't have a link. Yeah. No hyperlink. What was his name? Bebo? Bebo? Bieber. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. It was Justin Bieber. Justin Justin Bieber Bieber. Bieber. (laughs) played Lucifer T. Powers. Yeah. Uh, All right. This is. Let's have a look at critic reviews of this film because they do have some links to that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've got another entry okay. uh, from the... Well, I've got a couple short ones. 
There's a documentary <laughs> released in 2000 titled High Tension, Low Budget, The Making of a Letter from Death Row. Oh, God, oh. we have to get this. Are you serious? And it is included as a special extra bonus feature on DVD versions released outside the US. We have to get our hands on we this. We can get it here. The extra includes the making of the movie featuring in-depth... <laughs> yeah, seven and a half minutes. Have those words ever been used to describe Brett Michaels ever? We're going to have an in-depth... Well... A very shallow interview with cast and crew and various other clips of Brett Michaels in the 1990s leading up to the movie's release. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay, last fact from Wikipedia. There was a sequel released in 2002 oh. called Dark Asylum and uh, a return to death row outside the US and starred... All right, the star of the movie is an actor you will know. Oh. A beloved icon from an 80s classic. Oh, okay. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Jeez, that went down. A movie. Oh, right. Uh, not, uh, Leonard, not Leonard Six. No, think of like 80s iconic filmmakers who made a genre of films. John Hughes-style films? That would be... Uh, uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Nelson. Fuck. Judd Nelson. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah, not that's Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that was yeah. impressive. Yeah. How did you get to Judd Nelson from that? Well, uh, you went with Hughes. someone who wouldn't yeah. be... Who was big who, enough who to have a movie. Yeah, but, but actually, what you know... But not big enough to actually do it. Yeah, okay, so Return to <laughs> Death Row starred Judd... You know, it was... We well, know what I respect about Brett Michaels is that he didn't come back for the sequel because no. it wasn't about the money. For exactly, him. it was no. never about that. Plus, maybe he died at the end of the first one. Did he die? Can I? Um, I'm assuming can he I make died, a right? Yeah. If we wanted to, we could take those two movies and we could turn it into the hair metal universe and have spin-offs and make a whole new Death Row, the Death yeah. Row universe. Oh, the, the Death, Death Row, Row universe. universe. Death Reboot. Of yeah. the Death yeah. Row universe. You would call it the Death Death Reverse. Death, the reverse. death reverse. Oh death my reverse. god! We start the death reverse, yeah, and we remake Connect these. all those Man, characters. You've yeah. got your Thor character, like you. Because you've got that's like actually a... what you do. You reboot shitty movies. You don't like yeah. remake movies <laughs> that were already good. No, <laughs> sorry. So in this you, Wikipedia we entry that was uh, uploaded, you know by... what I do is I'd make sorry I'd make a remake of Kiss and the Attack of the Killer Phantoms, which I saw at the cinema twice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this last Wikipedia entry. So it stars Judd Nelson, Larry Drake, Paulina Poroskova. Oh, Paulina Poroskova. And you'll know this name. It'll take you a second to get who it is. Jürgen Prochnow. Uh, Jürgen Prochnow? You, you know his face. You know him. He's, a again, another beloved 80s icon, but he represents a certain country. Think of genre films. Is that Balky? Bielke. No. <laughs> Perfect, no. perfect strangers. No. Uh, Belkie, Cousin, Cousin firstly, Larry. Firstly, a character. Yeah. Uh, Bronson Pichner, Pich, Pinochet. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, but yeah I, thought, no. I thought that was the actor that played uh, the Yakov Shmunov. Jürgen Prochnow. Now, think of... Uh, you, is that a name or are you asking me to join in? <laughs> he's German. Yes. Oh, right. Sergeant Schrutz or uh, oh, Klink. Colonel Klink. Colonel Klink. Diane Kruger. It's Diane Kruger. Jürgen Prock now? No, I'm saying, oh, I, was just, I thought we were naming German actors. Oh, yeah. Is it Diane Kruger? No. <laughs> Jürgen Prock now is the weird-looking dude. Have you seen The Sixth Seal with Demi Moore? And he plays the kind of prophet that comes to visit her. No, or, I don't think I have seen uh, that. Das Boot. Oh, yeah. Das Boot. I haven't seen that either. He's a character actor, German character from the right. 80s. He's like, or when you need an exotic villain that's not Alan Rickman or the guy with the long hair from Die Hard, yeah. you get Jürgen Prock oh, Okay. So oh, he's like, the, Jer you seen in the, he's mouth like of, the Jeremy Irons. In the Mouth of, his, in the yeah. mouth of Madness? <laughs> Have you seen uh, that film with Sam Neill? John Carpenter movie? Nah. You guys aren't ne nearly as nerdy as I thought you were. Okay, there's no official reviews <laughs> of A Letter from Death Row. 
Uh, there was no like press reviews that were linked, but there's some fan reviews who've watched the movie. Oh, sorry, hang on. Before you get to that, the last thing about Brett Michaels. <laughs> Brett Michaels was not involved with the sequel. Despite No, was not associated with the sequel, despite appearing on the cover of the international version. So they used Brett to sell oh, the sequel, but he was oh. not associated with it. Right, that's weird. Okay, here's some reviews. Just for these are just punter reviews. So you know, uh, here's the first. Like, Dear God, what an awful movie! <laughs> <laughs> is that a is that a super review? <laughs> All right, just tell us how you feel. Uh, the only reason I watched this movie is because I found out that my favorite local talk show radio host was in it. I live in Nashville, where it was filmed. He played the defense attorney, and I'm sorry to say, he was one of the worst actors in the movie. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, wow. That's saying a lot, considering how bad the acting was throughout. But it's a good thing he's a good radio host. I guess they tried to save money by using local talent. But talent really isn't the right <laughs> word. The plot had an interesting twist, but it wasn't enough to save this dog of a movie. <laughs> I can't believe I even sat through it. And I wasted a spot on my Netflix queue for this. <laughs> All right, well, that's... Well, it's on Netflix. That's, that's good, good to know. Start. You know what would have been good is if it finished Charlie Clawson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't remember writing it. So that one was in 2006, that review. Right. Oh, wow. Here's one back in 1999. This oh, is a bit, the presses. This is a bit fresher, right? Yeah. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a consistent theme here. <laughs> a letter from Death Row has the plot depth and acting skills of a rock video, which should come as no surprise since former Poison lead singer Brett Michaels oh, is the actor, writer, director, co-producer and songwriter. And his own stunts. Yeah. Uh, while Death Row would probably be placed in the mystery thriller, thriller genre, no, psychological thriller it turns out, it's not thrilling at all. And the only real mystery is why Martin and Charlie Sheen would agree to appear in a movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by the tape cover, though Martin Sheen has second billing in the credits. He appears in one inconsequential scene for about 90 seconds. And Charlie? Well, probably as well. Yeah, no, uh, even less. The rest of this acting is wooden. The defence lawyer in particular. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. That guy is coughing it. He is coughing it left, right, and centre. coughing it. Oh, Oh, my God, the defence lawyer. Over seven years. (laughs) You'd probably just start to get over the first one, (laughs) and then you'd go and check it. It's the the same fucking dude. Top two reviews. The defence lawyer in particular looks like he's reading cue cards. Oh, my God. We have to get a clip of this guy. I need to see it. How bad could it be? We do not care about any of the characters, and by the end of the movie, the plot is totally dismissed as well. This is not one of those so bad you have to see it movies unless you're a Poison fan. Now, they're both one well, out of... that doesn't make any sense. They're both if one out If you're a Poison of, fan, it's like, why would you want to see something terrible? So, here's the thing. They're both one out of ten reviews, but here's what I want to get to. There's a ten out of ten review. Oh. So, let's see what the person... <laughs> Written by uh, B. Michaels. Let's see... <laughs> What the person who gave it 10 out of 10 has to say. Uh, 1st of August, 2005. This has come in. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) My only question is the headline. My only question. Did he actually do it? All through the movie, he presumed innocence. But then the end was very tricky. He had me confused talking to himself, or so the guard said. Plus, he got himself confused. I love Brett Michaels, so I hope it wasn't him they fried at the end of the movie. Very good movie. <laughs> hope everyone can enjoy it. I know I did. Found out a few things I most definitely didn't know, so at least I learnt something from it as well. Hang on. Hang on. Pause. Do they think it's a documentary? What? what are they did talking you learn about? That you didn't know. Like that Brett Michaels can't act? Yeah. I believe this person thinks it's a documentary about <laughs> Brett yeah, Michaels. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, I'll keep buying his albums, but well, I'm not I can't worried believe that he wore that wool mask woman. when he had sex with that woman. I love what a disaster. So I hope it wasn't him they fried at the end of the movie. Wow. Well, yeah, they, they think it's real. Uh, okay, hang on. Uh, there's still more of this to go. Found out a few things I most definitely didn't know, so at least I learned something from it as well. Some very mad murder... Uh, some very... Ma- sorry. Some very bad murder plots in it as well. Imagine if we found bad out... As that- in poorly planned or poorly executed. Know. Yeah. One of those, you're going to get caught no matter what you do, but you'll find out that if you watch it, Overall, this is what this is why you shouldn't take still knocks because this is written by fucking someone who fucking took in still knocks. And Grant like, Hackett. Oh, <laughs> Grant Hackett. Oh, you know, Fred Michaels is a person, and the thing about people is that you shouldn't go around with a handbag. Where is like, my crocodile? <laughs> it actually feels like it's been translated through one of those Google like internet other <laughs> yeah. language translators. Totally. A few times. Too. <laughs> um, but you'll find that out if you watch it. Overall, it had a good plot line and a wonderful lead actor who is one of those no one wants to see die. <laughs> this. That <laughs> <laughs> definitely thinks it's a documentary. Yeah. Well, you know. This is why. Uh, you know why I would not- never see Philadelphia because I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I don't want to see him die. Yeah. How like watch all his other films knowing that he's dead. <laughs> I want to see him go into space, but not have AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I loved when he like ran for ages and met the president. Is this yeah. fucking true? Are you still reading Overall, this? It, yeah, I'm just reading no, it. Overall, it had a good plotline and wonderful lead actor who's one of those no one wants mm. to see to die. Uh, I know I didn't. That's the end of that one. There you go. Imagine how. Lo- what was their name? Uh, this one was from uh, <laughs> Little Marcus. underscore CC88. So that's Charlie Clawson. <laughs> This was you on Still Knox. <laughs> yeah, you seem to know a lot about it, Charlie. <laughs> Still Knox and this movie. You've had a couple of oh, on Still Knox one night. You've had a flashback to your video store days and you've written a review. <laughs> Don't come out. Little CC. Yeah. Little CC underscore 88 at Hotmail.com. This just turned into an M. Night Shyamalan podcast. That makes me so happy. You People guys go, can feel free to call me Little CC from now on. <laughs> I will, Little CC. I'm not going to read another one, but this, I, I, <laughs> I just want to read you the headline and the star rating of the next one. Not too bad, not too good, but all right, one out of ten. Wow. <laughs> wow. Someone doesn't know how the rating system works. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm good at reviews. I'm just not good at ratings. Just like our podcast, one out of ten. Uh, how, how long have we done? Oh, okay. Do you want to stop? It, it, well, we're going to do another one, right? So uh, Okay. Well, yeah, but um, here's the thing. Uh, we, uh, yeah, no, we've done half an hour. That's good. So that's two half hours, right? Okay, yeah, that's two half we'll an hour. A, so that's like an hour and then we'll have a break and then we'll come back because we... Yeah, check the, you want to check the footage. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah really I'm getting, getting anxious. What, no, is, that's it, fine. is it 3.40? Uh, 4.40? Yeah, it's after that. Okay. So yeah, yeah go, let's take a break, check the score, go to the bathroom. And then uh, we'll come back because we we wanted to uh, we'll do a teaser to the next episode. Yeah, we want to talk about Mad Max. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll we'll hopefully get to that. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Justin, you got anything to plug? Not yet. Oh, what now? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> this is the end of. Like, oh, is this the episode. end of this one? I thought we we're yeah. having a break and coming back and doing no, 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 no. We've done it. We're going to do no, a different podcast. So this podcast. is the first one, and then we'll do another one. Oh man, it's weird when you film two podcasts at once. You know, like you well, don't there know, are no cameras. Well, I've been filming this. Are there not cameras? 
I there's cameras go. everywhere, you man. Have to remember. Only, our iPhones on. The government are watching us That's through true. those cameras, man. So Brett Michaels yeah. is listening in for ideas for a letter from Death Row 3. Oh, mate, yeah. Brett, Brett Michaels' Google alerts have just blown up. <laughs> hey, the, the, he's the like, Death Row universe. He's like, this is, the third, this is like the third wave of Michaels. Yeah. yeah. He gets all excited and he realizes people are actually Googling Death Row records. It's like, oh, God damn it. Nah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, I've got the shelf coming up. There are still some tickets on sale for the 17th and the 31st, but the 24th is sold out. I'm doing the 17th? Yes. Who else is on? Uh, Celia Picola, Ann Edmonds, Tom Gleason, Josh Earl, uh, Adam Richard, Cal Wilson, Surin Jayaman, Greg Larson. Yeah. Okay. That's about good. right. Uh, your podcast, can you take this photo, please? Oh, uh, yeah. There's, uh, you, you can get that. Did you say you're over 200 apps now? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah cheers. Hey. Hey. Um, cool. If anyone who followed uh, Stuff this at the Melbourne... This is episode 102 of this. We did our 100th at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're really powering along yeah. at yeah. our excellent Slow rate of two steady. episodes. Yeah. Slow and months. steady wins the race. You're letting some go to the boundary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just played the right ones. You, right? Yeah. He did everything. Oh, I swing at everything. But um, the latest podcast has uh, a really interesting interview with Ray Badron, uh, who talks about some of the controversies that went down at the 2015 Melbourne Comedy yeah, Festival. Yeah, people aren't across that story. Ray um, has a joke that became the real focus of a whole lot of debate and, yeah. and uh, you know, to hear him talk about that in great depth will give you an understanding of that whole situation. Oh, yeah, not just that situation, but how one domino going in the wrong direction can really turn into something that you have no control over. It's pretty fascinating, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, I... Um uh, my political will shows in Sydney are on sale now. Uh, thanks to everyone who came out and saw the free will shows that Justin and I did at the MY oh over God. the weekend. They were some of the most fun shows um, ever. Ever. Yeah. And uh, last night, Charlie, this is what I did on stage. My football team <laughs> is in the four in the AFL. In the four in the AFL. I was on stage at the MY, one of my favourite theatres in the entire world. And last night, I did my entire set in my tracksuit pants. <laughs> I have never been happier in my entire life. Oh my God, you made it. Yeah, that was it. Might I was like, you might have killed yourself now. Yeah, it's not going to get better than I that. I was drinking yep. beer in my tracksuit pants, telling jokes to my friends. <laughs> While stoned. Yeah. Well, I mean, allegedly. It's yeah, not, allegedly. Not yeah. Here, mate. We can't, yeah. you know. <laughs> but the uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist is Will is sitting in a nursing home somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's 12 no, monkeys. What are you about dreaming about today, Will? Oh, doing comedy. Yeah, and the no, team's in no, the four. I'm sure they're playing happened. out of their skins. Oh, yeah, the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't have any coach or best player or Brownlow medalist. Oh, no, no, they're in the four. <laughs> and you're doing comedy in your tracksuit pants yeah. in front of lots of people and it's going well. Good on you. <laughs> in the review of Diddy have willpower uh, the review would be you know at the end like did he have a career or didn't he have a career know. you know was what I didn't know but I really what is liked him and I hope that he did. walked off stage you just spun that top and then the yeah, podcast's point of view or podcast <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great one start one yeah. start <laughs> not great not, not bad one start not good movie one start I'm Charles I'm Will Anderson I'm Justin Hamilton I was about to say have a week. <laughs> <laughs> have a week.